स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रंगजिम सुन रहे हैं कप शप का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ियों में बात दोपहर के दो कप के बज चुके हैं अब से लेके तीन बजे तक आपका हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गपशप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नज़रों में अटकेंगी खटकेंगी और दिल में समाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताते हुए कि बाहर का मौसम अभी भी बहुत गर्म है कहते हैं फ्राइडे तक शायद कुछ डिप गर्मी में हो लेकिन उसके बाद संडे दोबारा बहुत ही गर्म मौसम वापस आने वाला है Having said that, इस हफ्ते आपके लिए क्या हो रहा है आपको तो मालूम ही है कि यहाँ पे आज शाम को ब्रह्म कुमारी की तरफ से लिविंग विद लिमिटलेस नव रक्षाबंधन के इस पर्व पर वो एक बहुत ही खूबसूरत सेलिब्रेशन कर रहे हैं जिसमें कि मुलाकातें और आध्यात्मिक बातें होंगी और ये भी देखेंगे कि हम अपनी ज़िंदगी में क्या कर रहे हैं कहाँ से आए हैं कहाँ जा रहे हैं ये आज शाम को छः से लेके साढ़े आठ बजे तक पंजाब भवन में हो रहा है जो कि वन फाइव फोर फाइव थ्री फ्रेजा हाईवे सरी में है इसकी और जानकारी के लिए आप फ़ोन नंबर नोट कर लें और उसके बाद मैं उनकी वेबसाइट भी दूंगी फ़ोन नंबर है सिक्स फोर फाइव ज़ीरो थ्री फोर सेवन सिक्स थ्री सिक्स ओ फोर फाइव ज़ीरो थ्री फोर सेवन सिक्स थ्री उन सब लोगों के लिए जो कि ब्रह्म कुमारीज के इस प्रोग्राम में हिस्सा लेना चाहते हैं और जानकारी आपको वैंकूवर एट सी ए डॉट ब्रह्म कुमारीज डॉट ऑर्ग पर मिल सकती है इस, इसके साथ साथ माइकल जी फॉक्स थिएटर में अट्ठारह बीस तारीख को आपके लिए एक बहुत ही ज़बरदस्त प्रोग्राम हो रहा है जिसका नाम है खोज इसकी और जानकारी आपको कोमल शर्मा से मिल सकती है सिक्स पे आपको यहाँ ये भी याद दिला दें कि पाकिस्तान वेस्टर्न कैनेडा ट्रेड एसोसिएशन की तरफ से एक गाला हो रहा है पाकिस्तान एक्सपो वैंकूवर 2023 के नाम पे ये गाला फेयरमाउंट वाटरफ्रंट होटल में हो रहा है उसके बाद 19 और 20 तारीख को द पाइप शॉप नॉर्थ वैंकूवर में एक्सपो चलेगा इसकी जानकारी आपको मिल सकती है पी डब्ल्यू सी टी ए से या आप हमारे दफ्तर में फ़ोन कर सकते हैं या काउंसलेट जनरल ऑफ पाकिस्तान एंड वैंकूवर में भी फ़ोन कर सकते हैं तो ये थे आ, कुछ ऐसे प्रोग्राम जो कि हमारे इस शहर में हो रहे हैं आपको मालूम ही है कल हम सब ने बड़ी धूमधाम के साथ भारत का स्वतंत्रता दिवस मनाया चौदह तारीख को पाकिस्तान का और इस समय एसबीआई कनाडा में एक एग्जीबिशन चल रही है आ, उनकी वैंकूवर की ब्रांच में जहां पे पार्टीशन के बारे में और स्वतंत्रता दिवस के पचहत्तरवें साल में आ, भारत ने क्या क्या किया है और किस तरह से उन्होंने अपनी आज़ादी ब्रिटेन के हाथों ली है और किस तरह से ये मुल्क पचहत्तर सालों में क्या कर पाया है और पार्टीशन का कितना दुख आज भी लोगों को है उसकी जानकारी भी इस एग्जीबिशन में दी जा रही है और ये स्टेट बैंक ऑफ इंडिया कनाडा के फ्रेजर स्ट्रीट वाली ब्रांच में आप देख सकते हैं तो आइए आज के इस कार्यक्रम में हम आपके लिए क्या पेश कर रहे हैं तीन ज़बरदस्त इंटरव्यू पहला इंटरव्यू हम कर रहे हैं एम रवि परमार के साथ जो कि एंटी रेसिज्म डेटा एक्ट के बारे में हमें जानकारी देंगे जो कि एक लॉ बन चुका है जून 2022 में और इसे अब स्थापित किया जाएगा स्प्रिंग 2024 में लेकिन उससे पहले आप लोगों से वो कुछ जानकारी लेना चाहते हैं आपके विचार जानना चाहते हैं उसके बारे में रवि परमार हमसे बात करेंगे उसके बाद डॉक्टर आर्नो स्मिथ के साथ हम बात करेंगे उन लोगों के लिए ये इंटरव्यू ज़्यादा ज़रूरी है जिन्हें घुटनों का दर्द रहता है शोल्डर का दर्द रहता है या हिप पेन रहती है तो वो बताएंगे कि अगर आप ऑपरेशन करवाते हैं तो उसके बाद क्यों ऑपरेशन पहले पहले क्यों ऑपरेशन करवाना चाहिए अगर आप करवाते हैं तो उसके क्या नतीजे हैं और कितनी जल्दी आप ठीक हो सकते हैं या इन लोगों में जो कि ऑपरेशन करवाते हैं क्या ठीक होने की क्षमता है या नहीं है और किन लोगों में है किन लोगों में नहीं है ये सारी जानकारी डॉक्टर आनस्मिट हमें देंगे हमारे अगले इंटरव्यू में और आखिरी इंटरव्यू हम ऑर्डर ऑफ ब्रिटिश कोलंबिया रेसिपियट दलजीत थिंड साहब के साथ करवाएंगे जो कि ट्वेंटी थर्ड रेसिपियट है हमारी कम्युनिटी में से 
इस ऑर्डर ऑफ बीसी के लिए ऑर्डर ऑफ बीसी 1989 में अनाउंस किया था 1990 में पहले इंसान को ऑर्डर ऑफ ब्रिटिश कोलंबिया से सम्मानित किया गया था जो कि डॉक्टर गुरुदेव गिल थे हमारी कम्युनिटी के पहले डॉक्टर दूसरे साल 1991 में असद जौहल साहब को सम्मानित किया गया था ऑर्डर ऑफ ब्रिटिश कोलंबिया के साथ तीसरे साल योर्स ट्रूली मुझे नाइनटीन में इस उपधि के साथ सम्मानित किया गया था और तब से लेके अब तक काफ़ी साल बीत चुके हैं लेकिन टोटल 23 लोगों को सम्मानित किया गया है तो ये इंटरव्यू दलजीत थिंड साहब के साथ होगा तो ये एक छोटी सी कमर्शियल ब्रेक लेते हैं और उसके बाद रवि परमार जी से बातचीत करते हैं प्रॉमिस्ड आई हैव विद मी एम एल रवि परमार जी हु इज़ गोइंग टू बी टॉकिंग अबाउट एंटी रेसिज्म क्वेश्चनर आई वॉन्टेड टू मैंशन आज के इस प्रोग्राम में कि ये जो क्वेश्चन एयर है ये इंगेजमेंट uh, के बारे में है क्योंकि सरकार एंटी रेसिज्म डेटा एक्ट के अंतर्गत जो कि जून की जून 2022 में लॉ बन गया है और uh, इसको इसको सेट किया जाएगा सितंबर स्प्रिंग uh, 2024 में लेकिन इसमें आप लोगों के योगदान की भी ज़रूरत है जून से लेके सितंबर तक इसी सिलसिले में आज हमारे साथ हैं रवि परमार जी जो कि उसी जगह से खड़े हुए हैं जहां पे हमारे एक्स प्रीमियर थे रवि जी योर मोस्ट वेलकम इन आर प्रोग्राम हाउ आर यू डूइंग <laughs> it's really pretty surreal. I'm I'm truly honored and uh, and 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 paid such homage to to my friend John who was a, such a strong mentor for me uh, ever since I met him when I was a grade 5 student in elementary school uh, okay. and of course to the voters uh, of Langford Wanda Fuca who's placed their trust in me uh, ready to get to work and I'm excited to be working on their behalf in the BC legislature. Now your very first job is um, what we're going to be talking about. Can you let me know a little bit about what your position is going to be uh, during this engagement yeah for sure well it's surreal to be the mla for langford wanda fuca i have to say it's more surreal to be uh, on the on the air with shishma ji talking about anti racism uh, because you um, have led the way uh, for uh, indo-canadian people uh, for for decades here and and so truly it's an honor uh, to be on your show talking about the work that the government of british columbia is doing uh, to ensure that we bring into law uh, anti-racism legislation our uh, Uh, uh attorney general uh, Nikki Sharma has asked me to to hit the broad uh, broadcasts uh, of radio stations and TV stations uh that cover South Asian media to talk about encouraging more Indo-Canadians and South Asians to participate in these surveys that are out um, as you uh, so eloquently put uh, at the beginning uh, there's two surveys that are available right now there's the BC demographic survey open till September 30th It takes about 15 minutes to complete and really provides us with a lot of input on the st- uh, stereotypical racism that happens in you know a lot of the services and and offerings the government provides it's really important for government to be able to tackle that systemic racism so all of the programs and services that you I and so many british columbians can rely on uh, are open accessible and inclusive to all british columbians so encourage folks to participate in that survey again it takes about 15 minutes uh, it's available in multiple languages like hindi punjabi uh, and and farsi Uh, as well as Tagalog and 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 multiple others and and if you're not able or in a position to complete it uh, online you can always participate uh, on the phone with uh, with an individual who speaks one of those languages uh, and then the second survey uh, is specifically tied towards anti-racism it takes about 5 to 7 minutes to complete again uh, still available in multiple languages and it's specifically focused around providing advice to government on what the anti-racism legislation that will be introducing in uh, in the uh a uh, spring of 2024 uh will look like in regards to you know advice around whether we should provide more resources and grants to community organizations uh promoting more public education in schools on awareness of with regards to anti-racism uh as well as um you know what other things we should be taking uh into action like uh potentially a hotline as well so hearing directly from British Columbians and in particular uh, the the pitch that I'm making to 
to the South Asian community is, is use this as an opportunity to share your perspective. It's so important that we all uh, take these opportunities to be able to uh, share the experiences that we've faced. And, you know, I know, Shashmaji, you, you faced uh, uh, your challenges with, with racism and, and are a pioneer now uh, in the broadcasting space and have opened the doors for so many. Uh, but I know that there was a lot of lived experiences and challenges that you faced, like I know my family faced when they first moved to Langford 20 years ago. It's so important that everyone takes an opportunity, if they can, to participate in the questionnaire and survey. Surabhiji, is it okay to talk a little bit in Punjabi about this as well? Of course, happy to. So, I want to say that people should be able to do their work. And the questionnaire should be able to do is they which Ulanuki Fida is no Parde Hagia? Hanji Bilko, Shushmanji, you know, Saudi has access got the government supports and services on a daily basis, and so often Sunday services. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, the systemic racism holds up with the uh, Saudi mm-hmm. government services, the veteran programs, which, but also just, you know, uh, language barriers as well. May often an example use of the Saudi pandemic, the which Saudi half a billion dollars in grants provide get to see local businesses new. But many Apanese, uh, you know, Punjabi based businesses, Nagal Gitis, who shared that oh, um, access to get the grant because we don't see grants available, see, mm. uh, language barriers, see, and so, uh, you know, apply any secret because of uh, writing and, and applications English, basically, uh, and also, you know, other instances where a lot of the uh, sort of advertising is also right. English, basically, so they didn't necessarily know that um, all grants available, I guess, you uh, for applying. So that's the sort of stories that um, I think about the small businesses uh, and also other individuals who uh, services and programs offer Mangalai Karnenu and uh, access Mangalai Karnenu uh, government. Raviji, the jo si gal karde hain systemic racism de bare de vich inequality de bare vich discrimination de bare vich ede vich hor vi cheezan aa jandiyan hain discrimination race de basis de utte discrimination gender de basis de utte kai auratan nu oh kam nahi milde hage jehde ki you know mardi sirf karde hage ne so is nu i think holi holi ta nu theek kita ja reha hage lekin kya eh sariyan cheezan vi iste vich shamil hon gaya yeah, Doko, um, you know, hey, legislation, uh, uh, you know, all of the information as he surveyed, the collect that, okay, uh, informed that way, you know, legislation. And so it's so important that uh, anyone, uh, you know, no matter uh, race, Uri cultural beliefs, uh, uh, sexual orientation, uh, gender identity, a whole opportunity, uh, his survey and questionnaire that provides that, like, Ure input, Ure experiences uh, with regards to how, you know, government should address uh, racism. Again, it's... um so important for, for government uh, as he, you know, take a step back uh, and, and listen to those with lived experiences with systemic racism. Uh, you know, so, so much harm, Shishmanji, uh, comes in communities with racism. And again, uh, I often think of um, my community of Langford, the Langford community, uh, study family move, I see 20 years ago, uh, was very, you know, Caucasian uh, and, and was not a very diverse community. Uh, mm. Today, it's super diverse with mm. people from all over the world moving. In fact, Shishmanji, I got a phone call last week that, that heartened me, two phone calls. Uh, 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 literally within the hour, uh, one person saying that they want to build a Gurdwara here, and another person saying they want to build a mosque here. Uh, and that just lifted me up because we know that uh, people want places where their communities can gather as well. So, so important that uh, people take these opportunities to be able to provide their perspectives. And again, uh, I, I'm talking to an expert on someone who's opened the doors for so many people through your hands against racism work uh, uh, to, to make sure that we're lifting communities up and making sure that we are tackling uh, racism every day. I, I wanted to uh, mention that the engagement timelines are from June 5th to September 30th. That means that we've only got maybe a month and a half left. So um, how, how, how is the government trying to, to uh, get everybody to understand how they can take part in this? Uh, are there any outreach programs that the government is, or are there any advertising 
that the government has done to make people understand that they should be participating in this because just like the you mentioned ke ek grant sigi and up sadi community ni la sigi i think it's the mm-hmm. same issue um the radio stations and the media can talk so much right but if mm-hmm. if the information isn't coming directly to the media how can they be talking about it all the time and um, this is the first time you and i are talking about it yeah absolutely and you know that's the sort of information where we need to take that back uh, and make sure we're communicating in in a better way and and many of the survey questions specifically speaks to how government communicates with uh communities but mm-hmm. you're absolutely right um uh, my job today I was asked by uh, the attorney general minister Nikki Sharma to come on and and talk about um you know the need for more people to to participate in the survey but we just recently announced over $400,000 in grants for local community organizations to mm-hmm. have these conversations and ensure that they're providing that input directly back to government as well because not everyone will feel comfortable participating in a survey or making a phone call and right. participating uh, virtually as well so we're covering a uh, different facets of it but you're absolutely right surveys open till September 30th we'll be making a big effort uh, at different events and and community organizations to encourage people to participate but for for me Shashmidi it was really important for me to come on uh and and my thanks to to Nikki Sharma Minister Sharma for providing the opportunity for me to speak up uh on on this survey because our South Asian community uh, representation in the survey is quite low right wow. now uh yeah. and it is important to to spread the word about it but also um I'm a relatively young MLA I'm only 28 <laughs> years old and so uh, I know that there's lots of young South Asians out there that that uh, may not be uh, interested in what government's up to or may not feel that uh, government is listening to them and I yes. want them to know that we are uh, and so that's why I'm encouraging I have a little brother at home and I was joking with him that uh, hey you know but it's time to, to take 10 minutes and fill up the survey and he said why and I said because uh, your views and your 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 perspective matters and we want to hear it uh and so i'm encouraging all all the young people out there that that are listening to your to your broadcast if you got some time you know head on to the website it's super quick and easy uh, antiracism.gov.bc.ca uh and take some time to to fill out these surveys i am so happy that you took time out to talk about this and if we can do this on a regular basis uh the community is updated on whatever the government is doing but i must say and this is my my disappointment that we don't get to talk to ministers or mlas on issues that are important to the government and to the community so mm-hmm. our doors are always open i think our our south asian media is always welcoming of uh, um the officials in the government to come and talk about any topic that they think concerns our community. Oh, absolutely Shishmaji and and in particular we've never had the opportunity to talk on the phone or or meet in person but I I hope to be able to visit Spice Radio uh in the weeks ahead and the next time I'm in the lower mainland but uh I was joking and talking to John Horgan yesterday and and I was sharing with him that I was a bit nervous to be coming on your show uh <laughs> because um you were you're such a stalwart uh in this work and again I I want to thank you on behalf of the government for the work you have been doing Uh, days in and days out even before government recognized the need for for it to do surveys and for it to introduce anti-racism legislation where we're truly following in your footsteps thank you so much and i wish you all the best and i wouldn't um i wouldn't be surprised if you get more calls from people asking you to come on air more often and talk about things like this so um thank you for taking time and talking to us Thank you so much for the opportunity. I look forward to to meeting you in person one day soon. 100%. As promised, I have Dr. Arno Smith with me who is a surgeon and um I always mention that uh, he's my surgeon. I got both my knees replaced totally and Dr. Smith I must say that uh, I am doing really well and thank you very much for that. Of course, and you're welcome. So Dr. Smith I thought today we will talk about uh, many different things and many small questions that have come to our station after we had relayed your interviews. The first one and I had this question at least four people ask and the question is after knee operation does one have to wear compression compression socks are they necessary are they good or they not good? So it's basically optional. it's the the idea of compression stockings would be 
to promote circulation. And after knee surgery, hip surgery, anything that slows people down for a prolonged period of time, types of surgery, sometimes other things too, the circulation in the legs comes to a, a slow, slow state, and all of a sudden there's a blood clot. And if there's a blood clot, that is bad for the circulation in the leg, but it can also throw blood clots that go into the circulation. They can get to the lungs. They can actually get very short of breath, and on occasion, this can cause death. So after these surgeries, we always do things to minimize the risk of blood clots. And there's many factors to that. The most important thing is that, that everybody in the surgical team and in the rehab team do their very best to get people on their feet as quickly as possible and encourage walking as opposed to resting in bed for a number of weeks to get better. It's very important that people get up quickly and with modern techniques of, of pain management and so on, we find that many people are actually walking pretty well already the first day after the surgery, on occasion, on the day of the surgery. And that is a very important factor. The other very important factor has been traditionally to give blood thinners. And there was a time that, you know, it was thought that pretty uh, powerful blood thinners were necessary and they, they were given, but they caused some problems too with bleeding, management of the wound would be difficult. So, we do less of that, and we found now that giving a baby aspirin, which is basically for, uh, aspirin is good for pain and anti-inflammation, but it also has an, a blood thinning effect. It doesn't allow the platelets to stick together as readily. And a small baby aspirin, one a day, some people say two a day, but in that range, is very helpful and just as good as using a blood thinner that is more powerful. Then there are things such as compression stockings that have a modest effect on, on promoting um, uh, circulation. And the really good ones, they are, have a gradual kind of system where there is more pressure at the bottom and it kind of squeezes the blood towards the knee from the ankle or if you have the really long ones from the foot all the way up to the groin area. They're pretty uncomfortable for most people if you have good ones. And it is found to be not necessary. Is it deleterious? No, absolutely not. Uh, it will probably help a little bit to reduce the risk of a blood clot, but it is not really necessary in most circumstances. I would say the exception would be if there was really a, a, an episode of prolonged inability to move. Perhaps people who go on an airplane really quickly after surgery, it's probably a good idea to have to have a set of compression stockings with or without surgery for that matter. Um, but that is kind of the way I would look at it. It's not necessary for everybody. People who feel that they, they feel more comfortable that way, I don't see any reason not to use them. That's a very nice and a very precise uh, answer, Dr. Smith. The other question that I got, uh, which was also quite interesting, was that after surgery, how long does the swelling uh, stay? And why does it stay for a longer period of time? So, so I'm talking mainly at this point about the legs, about surgery in the legs. Yes, knee surgery. In those, in those situations, swelling around the area of surgery, but also further down in the area of the ankle or the foot, it's very common. Ah. And the way it, the, and it can take a long time for that to go away. And I think the best way to understand this, and that's the way I understand this, at the time of the surgery, there is a bit of a disruption of the normal circulation of the leg. And most of us, if you think about circulation, it's sim very simply put, there's a, a pump, that is the heart, and there is the arteries the, that take the blood to the, to the leg or to the arm for that matter. And then it comes back through the veins, and you can think of it as a plumbing system. Mm. Now, that plumbing system has a, a few areas where it's a little leaky. And it has to be because there has to be delivery of all the nutrients and the, and the gases and all the things that come with the blood to the various tissues. So in the, in where the, the blood circulation changes from the artery back to the return system, the veins, there is an area where the blood vessels are very thin-walled, and there is an exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide and nutrients and all of those types of things. And as part of that process, a small amount of 
or fluid leaks out mm. and it stays in the in the tissues and that is normally not a problem most of the blood circulates quite quickly it gets pumped away from the heart and comes back to the heart all within a very short period of time but the fluid that comes that leaks out it's a small amount makes its heart its way back to the heart at a very much more much slower pace through what's called the lymphatic system that's a very passive system of of thin-walled, let's say, vessels, little pipelines that bring the fluid back up to the heart and then close to the heart, it gets basically dumped back into the circulation. Now, that system, I believe, is the is disrupted at the time of surgery, and that's the main reason why there is swelling afterward. That system just doesn't work as well. And what people quite often find is, especially after six, eight weeks, when the initial kind of swelling has gone down, they wake up in the morning, and the, their ankles and their feet are actually quite good. There's really not a lot of swelling. And then they start walking, being active, and at, and during your activity, you're upright. There's a lot of pressure on the blood vessels because you add the hydrostatic pressure, the water pressure to it. And then during the day, uh, fluid leaks from the vessels, and it accumulates. It, it pulls up around the ankles, and at the end of the day, there is swelling. And then during the day, during the night, when you're sleeping, when you're in a horizontal position, by the morning, it's all kind of back and it has been absorbed to the heart. I think that's the main reason why there is swelling. And it takes about a year for many surgeries before that's back to normal. Wow. Okay, so I shouldn't so, be worried about we, my swelling at all. No, what usually happens is after about six months, people say, yeah, I still have a bit of it. And mm. then it gradually becomes less noticeable and gradually you can do more during the day and you have less swelling in the evening. And then by about a year, people say, you know what, I don't think I have this problem anymore. And that's, that is typically how it goes. So, Dr. Smith, how long does, say, for example, we're talking about the knee joint. How long does a joint, a replaced joint, last in a human being? Okay, so let me start by saying that, that sometimes it's a little hard to explain, and I'll okay. do my very best. Okay. But I want, to, I want to make sure that I start out by saying that the vast majority will go easily over 20 years. Wow. Okay? And the reason I, I want to start with that, the explanation that I'm going to give you, I find many times people go away from this and say the joint will last 10 years, mm -hmm. and that's really not what I'm going to say. What I'm going to say is, that when 10 years have gone by, about 95% of knee replacements are still absolutely fine. Mm. No problem. But by that time, about 5%, so 1 in 20, has already been redone. Mm -hmm. And they don't all get redone in the 10th year. The easiest way to look at it is that it's equally divided over the years at approximately uh, half a percent or 1 in 200 each year. Mm. So one in 200 people who get a knee replacement have something done the same year. One in 200 have something done the second year. And that's the best way to, to look at that. By 15 years, somewhere between 85 and 90% of knee replacements are still completely fine, but 10, maybe 15% have already been redone. So that's the best way to look at it. It's a gradual, a gradual decline of number of, of of replacement that are still in good order, but by far the majority will go over 20 years. And after 20 years, it's pretty hard to have good numbers. But you know that's kind of how that how how to think about it. So it has some implications. But if you're a really young person, and we do sometimes need replacement in people in their 40s or early 50s, mm. you know, sure those individuals do have a reasonably high chance that they will have to have it redone, maybe in their 70s. Mm. But Many people never have to have a recon. That is the majority. Okay. So once you've had your knee surgery done, so I'm going to come back to knee surgery again. I've heard other people say this, and out of my two knees, one has got a clicking or churning sound when I move my knee up and down. Um, yeah. Why should one be worried about it? Most of the time, I would say not to worry. And there is basically about, there are basically two 
common mechanisms that cause a sensation of clicking. Mm. One of them would be that the kneecap in the front of the knee is not really tracking completely properly in the groove that's in the prosthesis. And it can also happen in your regular knee. And it kind of makes a crunching sound. It's mm. not really a click. It's more a crunchy sound. Right. That's a very common thing. And it responds to exercise. And it usually is not a problem. The second one is a true click, mm. a discrete single click. And that has to do with the design of the knee replacement. The, the most, one of the very common designs um, has, a, has a post inside of the, of the prosthesis mm. that is meant as, a, as, I would say, a fail-safe to keep the knee from popping out of place, dislocating. Uh. And when, once that gets gets engaged you feel a little click most people find that as they carry on with the knee replacement and they get their rehabilitation better organized and they, they the muscles get stronger that click becomes much less noticeable or goes away and it is only in situations where the muscles around the knee are not keeping the knee in a safe position mm. that this post catch uh, gets engaged, and when it gets engaged, it gives a clicking sensation. Ah, okay. Not all knee, not all knee designs have this. Traditionally, the design that has this feature of clicking was one of the the designs that gave very good ability to bend the knee. So it has been a very popular uh, model to use because you know, the ability to bend the knee is very important in assessing how successful the knee replacement is. Now, there's there has been a number of ways to do knee replacements all along, and the difference between those various ways of doing things is becoming less and less. So I think the use of the knee with a post, like many of us use, I use it too, it's diminishing, and there are some other designs that are interesting, but they don't have the same track record yet of this of, of 20 years and, and more. So we're always a little bit careful to transition to newer designs because you think it may be better, but you don't know yet for sure. And what really matters in knee and hip replacement and, and surgeries like that is not so much how you feel at one year or even at a week. It, what really matters is how is it at five years, 10 years, 20 years. And so we've been very careful not to make changes too quickly, given that everything that we have right now works so well. <laughs> That's a very diplomatic answer. I like that. Now, uh a long time ago when people had knee replaced or hip joint they had to carry a card with them if they were going to be traveling in a plane because you have to go through these machines uh, so does one need to carry a card saying i've had knee replaced or hip replacement no that has actually completely gone away there was a time that we would issue cards like that but if you really think about it when you travel now you have a passport. The passport is a very complex document. It has all kinds of features to try and make it difficult for people to have a fake passport on them. And if I write a card in the office with my name on it, the people at security, they just don't even look at it because it's so easy to forge or to fake. Mm. So I tell people what to do is the following. If you have a knee replacement and you walk up to the area where they're going to do the scanning, you just point at your knee or at your hip, or if there is two, you point with two hands, and you just say very clearly, knee replacement. Mm. And then if the machine goes off, and not all of them do, it varies between machines and airports and all of that, but if it does go off, nobody is startled because they, you've already told them it was going to go off. And then what they do, they take you aside, and they ask you to show them you know, the area that's been operated on, and then that's the end of it. So, but these cards, they, they don't have value because they're so easy to fake. If somebody wanted to do something, you know, yeah. of, of the nature that we have the security reasons for, then they could just fake it and say and pretend that they had a knee replacement and maybe they had something much worse than that. So right. uh, I, I tell people not to bother. And when you walk to, up to the security, just be upfront about it and say, I have my hip replaced and point at it, I have my knee replaced, my shoulder replaced, whatever. And then, or even if you had a, an operation for a fracture when the bone is broken and you have a big plate in there, it applies too. Mm. So whenever there's metal in, in, in your body, just let the people of security know 
and then they are prepared and they don't have to be so alerted when, when the machine goes off. Okay, I have a final question for you. Now, with knee replacement and hip replacement, there are certain positions and things that one must not do. So are there any do's and don'ts um, for knee replacement and hip? So it is, it, this is a really uh, important issue and one that I cannot fully answer for everybody in a telephone interview. Okay. So for the, for the knee, there is actually not a lot of restriction. You, we find that for the best prediction of how much motion people are going to have is more or less what they had before the surgery. Most of the time, at the end of the operation, I, the surgeon can bend the knee all the way with the foot basically touching uh, the back of the thigh. But what the body will try and do afterward, it will try and scar it down to try and have a similar range of motion that you had before. Mm. So for the knee, you just do what you can. The physio will help you. And But the issue of there being a really high risk to the knee if you did something kind of uh, uh, too drastic is not so high. Of course, in the beginning, you have to let it heal. And if you, the surgeon uses a prosthesis, but the bone has to grow onto the prosthesis, you may have to go a little slower. But that's not what really what we think about when you have a question like you just posed. What we really think about is preventing dislocation. Right. And that's a real issue for hip surgery. So there are there are three major, there's, actually, there's four, but three major ways of doing a hip replacement. And they all have pros and cons. Some of them, they leave you with a little more muscle strength right after the surgery. But you may have a slightly higher risk of the hip popping out of place. And that risk is about 1 in 100, maybe 1 in 200 for, for some of the, of the other approaches. So 1 in 100 is not very high. But if it happens to you, it's a real problem. So in order to minimize that, you know, people get asked for about three months to avoid the positions where the hip could pop out of place. And it depends a little bit on how the surgeon did the operation. So the recommendations vary depending on the exact nature of the surgery. And that's why I don't want to get too specific. Lovely. After about, after about three months, mm. there is enough scarring that for most people, the hip has become stable. Mm. And then there is the odd situation, and that's important sometimes, where people at a later stage, maybe sometimes years later, they get into a situation where the hip can still pop out. They call them the late dislocators. Mm. It's a bit more common in women, I feel, because they can tend to be more flexible. Mm. And these are the people who say, you know, I want to have more flexibility. And they go and stretch all the time. They go to yoga. They do... I've seen one situation where it was in a very large man who had a hip replacement done, and he wanted to have a bit more flexibility, and he had a personal trainer, a very big guy too, who basically popped the hip out in the gym. <laughs> so he was trying to get more. So those things can happen. And so the, I, I try in my practice for patients to understand what the potential position of instability is and make them understand that they should not pursue excessive motion in that position. And it takes a, it usually takes a number of visits before the surgery and after the surgery before people actually truly can internalize that. And that's why I'm saying it's not helpful for me to try and go over the details of this in this interview. This should be done. And I, I believe almost if, if not every orthopedic surgeon who does a hip replacement, they'll spend some time with their patient on explaining that because it's a really important factor in doing it, getting through your operation safely. Very well, Dr. Smith, that was fantastic. I, this is going to encourage our listeners to send us more questions so that I can then get hold of you again after you've come back in September and ask more questions. Would that be okay? That would be just wonderful, and it's my honor to have a chance to speak to you from time to time. Thank you, and have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. कनाडा में उसके हर प्रांत में और पूरे कनाडा भर में अपने नागरिकों को सम्मानित किया जाता है ऑर्डर ऑफ ब्रिटिश कोलंबिया के 14 नाम इस समय 
रिलीज हुए हैं जिन्हें नवंबर के महीने में सम्मानित किया जाएगा और इन चौदह नामों में से रायन रेनल्ड के साथ साथ हमारी कम्युनिटी के अपने ही जाने पहचाने दिलजीत थिंड साहब का भी नाम है जो कि आज हमारे प्रोग्राम में हमारे साथ हैं सो थिंड साहब तुम बहुत बहुत मुबारकबाद किस तरह फील हों कि नाम रायन रेनल्ड भी हूँ शामिल हो गया थैंक यू सो मच हैविंग ऑन योर चैनल एंड बहुत खुशी होंगी है जो तुम इंटरव्यू करते मेरी बहुत बड़ी मान की गल हूँ पर ऑर्डर बीसी आप तुम पता ही है बहुत अवार्ड है बहुत ही मतलब हैंडफुल अपने कम्यूनिटी हैंडफुल लोगों को मिले है मे बी इंसान जो भी कम करता है अपने अपना दिल लगा के उस काम को करता है ए नहीं कि मैं कोई अवार्ड मिले इस करके कम करता है हूँ जो इस डिवेलपमेंट के बिजनेस है तो हमेशा ए कोशिश होंगी है कि कम्यूनिटी के वास्ते जी कम्यूनिटी रह रहे हैं ऐ नहीं मैं कह रही कि इंडियन कम्यूनिटी सारी कम्यूनिटी कनेडियन कम्यूनिटी के वास्ते बेहतर तो बेहतर प्रोडक्ट लिया की कोशिश करते हो उसके बाद अगर गवर्नमेंट रिकगनाइज करके अवार्ड दिदी है तो ये बहुत वही गल हैगी सो इतने मैं तुम वापस अपने काम पर लैके आना चाहवागी और मैं मैं कहवागी कि साड़ी अपनी कम्यूनिटी के काफ़ी लोग है जोड़े कि कंसट्रक्शन के बिजनेस के है डिवेलपमेंट के बिजनेस है इस बिजनेस बड़ा योगदान है जिद वास्ते इस धनवादी है एंड आई डू वॉन्ट टू से कि इस काम के कारण ही नहीं तू ऑर्डर ऑफ बी सी मिले है तुम कल्चरली कम्यूनिटी की बड़ी सेवा करते हो हाँ जी सुषमा जी देखो तू तो पता ही है ऑर्डर भी सी तुम्हें भी मिले है राइट ये इदा नहीं है कि यार मिलियन डॉलर डोनेशन दे दो तो अवार्ड मिल जूगा राइट तो ये बड़ा कैटेगरी बड़ी डिफरेंट है राइट बिजनेस बिजनेस वॉल हो गए थोड़ी जर्नी कि कैनेडा में आ गई लोगों कि कम्यूनिटी लिए कि गल करते कम्यूनिटी जाके लाइक दूजिया कि करते हैं राइट तो बड़िया चीजा लॉजिक देखते है राइट इदा नहीं कि पैसा गया अवार्ड दे दो बहुत टफ कॉम्पीटिशन है जिदा मेरे ख्याल टोटल पांच सौ बंद है टोटल अप्रोक्सीमेटली मिले है राइट हूँ उस देखो आप इन्हें साल दूर जानते हैं जिते कम्यूनिटी अपने कम्यूनिटी जिदा ईवन ओवर चीज भी इंडिया काफी हेल्प करते रहने खर्च करते के ऑर्डर ऑफ बी सी ने इस कंसिडर किया है कि तुम न सिर्फ अपनी फील्ड की मदद करते हो बहर भी करते है हाँ जी यही बहुत जरूरी सी जिदा राइट तो दूसरा सब तो बड़ा होंगे भी तो अपने कम्यूनिटी भी तो ना परफेक्ट लिए लोग लेंगे है जो रिसर्च करते है वो देखते भी यार कम्यूनिटी कि जान पहचान है कम्यूनिटी में किस तरह लेंगी है राइट तो पूरे चीजा रिसर्च करके फिर पैनल तुम जर्नी है ज्यादा बड़ी टफ होंगी आप कैनेडा आके इजी भी हाँ 
ਮੇਰੀ ਇੰਡੀਆ ਬੈਕਗ੍ਰਾਉਂਡ ਪੀ ਜੈਕ ਮੈਂ ਫਾਰਮਸਿਸਟ ਦਾ ਕੰਮ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਅੱਛਾ ਤੇ ਕੰਸਟਰਕਸ਼ਨ ਬਾਰੇ ਕੋਈ ਏਬੀਸੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਪਤਾ ਨਾ ਡੈਡੀ ਸਾਡੇ ਆਦਮੀ ਚ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਸੀਗੇ ਹਾਂਜੀ ਤੇ ਮਤਲਬ ਕੰਸਟਰਕਸ਼ਨ ਬਾਰੇ ਤਾਂ ਨਾ ਕੋਈ ਬਿਜ਼ਨਸ ਸਾਡੇ ਕੰਮ ਵਿੱਚ ਕਿਨੇ ਕੀਤਾ ਤੇ ਨਾ ਕੋਈ ਨੌਲੇਜ ਸੀ ਮੈਂ ਵੀ ਇੱਥੇ ਆ ਕੇ ਆਈ ਸਟਾਰਟ ਜਰਨਲ ਲੇਬਰ ਤੋਂ ਫੇਰ ਵਾਂਗੂ ਕੰਮ ਕੀਤਾ ਹਾਂਜੀ ਉਹ ਤਿੰਨ ਚਾਰ ਸਾਲ ਤੰਗੀ ਸਟਰਗਲ ਕੀਤੀ ਉਸ ਤੋਂ ਬਾਅਦ ਚਲੋ ਵੀ ਸਟਾਰਟ ਹੌਲੀ ਕੰਸਟਰਕਸ਼ਨ ਸਿੰਗਲ ਫੈਮਿਲੀ ਹੋਮ ਹਾਂਜੀ ਬਲੈਕ ਮਲਟੀਪਲੈਕਸ ਤੇ ਪਤਨ ਦਾ ਬਈ ਕਿੱਥੇ ਲੱਗੇ ਬਣੀ ਯਾਦ ਹੈ ਜਦੋਂ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਕਿੰਗਸਵੇ ਤੇ ਦੋ ਤਿੰਨ ਪ੍ਰੋਜੈਕਟ ਸ਼ੁਰੂ ਕੀਤੇ ਸੀਗੇ ਉਦੋਂ ਸਾਡੀ ਤੁਹਾਡੀ ਮੁਲਾਕਾਤ ਹੋਈ ਸੀਗੀ ਸੁਦੇਸ਼ ਕਾਲੀਆ ਹੋਣਾ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਐਂਡ ਆਈ ਥੌਟ ਕਿ ਯੂ نو ਬਹੁਤ ਮਿਹਨਤ ਤੱਕ ਕੰਮ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈਗੇ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਵੀ ਕੰਸਟਰਕਸ਼ਨ ਦੇ ਬਿਜ਼ਨਸ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈਗਾ ਉਹਨੂੰ ਸਾਰੀ ਨੌਲੇਜ ਹੋਣੀ ਚਾਹੀਦੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਉਸ ਦੇ ਬਾਅਦ ਹੀ ਹੋਗੇ ਵੱਧ ਸਕਦਾ ਹੈਗਾ ਸੋ ਉਸ ਨੌਲੇਜ ਨੂੰ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਅੱਜ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਹਾਈ ਰਾਈਜ਼ਸ ਬਣਾਉਂਦੇ ਹੋ ਸੋ ਕਿੱਥੇ ਕਿੱਥੇ ਬਣਾ ਰਹੇ ਹੋ ਅੱਜ ਕੱਲ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਦੇਖੋ ਜੀ ਸਭ ਤੋਂ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਨਾ ਇੱਕ ਮੈਂ ਸਾਰਿਆਂ ਨੂੰ ਇਹ ਸੁਝਾਅ ਕਰਦਾ ਹਾਂ ਨਾ ਵੀ ਕੋਈ ਚੀਜ਼ ਆਪਾਂ ਓਵਰਨਾਈਟ ਨਹੀਂ ਪਾਣੀ ਜੋ ਇੱਕਦਮ ਉੱਪਰ ਚੜਨ ਦੀ ਕੋਸ਼ਿਸ਼ ਕਰਨੀ ਫਿਰ ਦੇਖਦੇ ਵੀ ਬਹੁਤ ਜਲਦੀ ਆ ਗਿਆ ਓ ਯੈਸ ਜੋ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਸਟੈਪ ਸਟੈਪ ਕਰਕੇ ਜਲਦੀ ਆ ਗਿਆ ਰਾਈਟ ਸੋ ਜਰਨੀ ਆ ਗਿਆ ਵੀ ਵਨ ਦੋ ਸਟੈਪ ਚਾਰ ਅਪਰੋਚ ਸਟੈਪ ਤੇ ਗਏ ਆ ਗਿਆ ਇਵਨ ਮੇ ਕੇ ਲੈਂਡਰ ਨਾਲ ਵੀ ਗੱਲ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਆ ਯਾਰ ਕਿ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਥੋੜੀ ਜਰਨੀ ਆ ਗਿਆ ਨਾ ਸਕਸੈਸਫੁਲ ਵੀ ਕਿ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਨੌਲੇਜ ਆ ਗਿਆ ਹਰ ਚੀਜ਼ ਦੀ ਰਾਈਟ ਸਿੰਗਲ ਫੈਮਿਲੀ ਬਣਾਇਆ ਫਿਰ ਗੁੱਡ ਫਰੈਂਡ ਦੇ ਵੀ ਬਣਾਇਆ ਫਿਰ ਹਾਈ ਰਾਈਜ਼ ਬਣਾਈਆਂ ਨੇ ਹਾਂਜੀ ਤੋਂ ਹੁਣ ਇਸ ਟਾਈਮ ਕਟਗੜ ਆਪਣਾ ਦੋ ਕਿਆ ਯੂਨਿਟ ਅੰਡਰ ਕੰਸਟਰਕਸ਼ਨ ਚੱਲ ਰਿਹਾ ਹੈਗਾ ਵਾਓ ਹਾਂਜੀ ਤੇ ਦੂਜਾ ਸਭ ਤੋਂ ਇੱਕ ਹੈਗਾ ਵੀ ਅਸੀਂ ਹਮੇਸ਼ਾ ਇਹ ਫੋਰਡਬਿਲਟੀ ਬਹੁਤ ਧਿਆਨ ਰੱਖਦੇ ਆ ਵੀ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਬੰਦੇ ਆਪਣਾ ਫਰਸਟ ਟਾਈਮ ਹੋਮ ਵਾਜ ਹੈ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਕਟਗੜ ਨੂੰ ਰੀਜਨ ਸਾਈਡ ਤੇ ਕਰ ਮਿਲ ਜਾਵੇ ਸੋ ਐਗਜ਼ਾਮਪਲ ਜਿਹਦਾ ਹੁਣ ਅਸੀਂ ਲਾਸਟ ਇਅਰ ਪ੍ਰੋਜੈਕਟ ਕੀਤਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਸਾਊਥ ਸਰੀ ਸੈਂਟਰ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਹਾਂਜੀ 1000 ਹੋਮ ਸੀਗੇ ਜੀ ਉਹ ਸੋਲਡ ਦੈਟ ਵਨ ਆਲਮੋਸਟ 800 ਯੂਨਿਟ ਵਿਦਨ 2 ਤਿੰਨ ਵੀਕ ਸੋਲਡ ਕਰਤਾ ਸੀ ਵਾਓ ਉਹ ਰੀਜ਼ਨ ਇਹ ਸੀਗਾ ਕਿ ਸੋ ਟਾਰਗੇਟ ਇਸ ਇਹ ਵੀ ਫਰਸਟ ਟਾਈਮ ਹੋਮ ਬਾਅਦ ਨੂੰ ਉਸ ਕਿਦਾਂ ਟਾਰਗੇਟ ਕਰੀਏ ਕਿਦਾਂ ਉਹ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਸੋਲਡ ਕਰ ਸਕਦੇ ਆ ਰਾਈਟ ਉਹ ਸਾਰੇ ਯੂਨਿਟ ਸਾਡੇ ਲਓ ਵੀ 4 ਲੱਖ ਤੋਂ 6 ਲੱਖ ਦੇ ਵਿਚਕਾਰ ਸੀਗੇ ਮੇਜੋਰਟੀ ਬੰਦੇ ਉਹ ਅਫੋਰਡ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਕਰ ਸਕਦੇ ਕਿ ਨਹੀਂ ਦੈਟਸ ਰਾਈਟ ਸੋ ਇਸ ਵਕਤ ਅਪਰੀਸ਼ੀਏਟ ਵੀ ਕੀਤਾ ਲੋਕਾਂ ਨੇ ਬਿਲਕੁਲ 100% ਆਫ ਅਪਰੀਸ਼ੀਏਟ ਕੀਤਾ ਹੈਗਾ ਖਾਸ ਤੌਰ ਤੇ ਉਹ ਲੋਕ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਕਿ ਇਸ ਮਾਰਕੀਟ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਆਣਾ ਚਾਹੁੰਦੇ ਹੈਗੇ ਨੇ ਉਹ ਮਿਲੀਅਨ ਮਿਲੀਅਨ ਡਾਲਰ ਦੇ ਛੋਟੇ ਛੋਟੇ ਘਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਖਰੀਦ ਸਕਦੇ ਹੈਗੇ ਸੋ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਜਦੋਂ ਦੇਖਦੇ ਹੈਗੇ ਛੋਟੀ ਜਿਹੀ ਸਾਡੀ ਜਗ੍ਹਾ ਹੈਗੀ ਹੈ ਯੂ ਨੋ ਲੋਅਰ ਮੇਨਲੈਂਡ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੁਣ ਸਭ ਕੁਝ ਹਾਈ ਰਾਈਜ਼ ਹੀ ਬਣੇਗਾ ਕਿਹੜੀ ਜਗ੍ਹਾ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਦੇਖਦੇ ਹੈਗੇ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਕਿ ਜ਼ਿਆਦਾ ਤੇਜ਼ੀ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਡਿਵੈਲਪ ਹੋ ਰਹੀ ਹੈਗੀ ਹੈ ਕਿਹੜੀ ਮਿਊਨਿਸਪੈਲਿਟੀ ਉਸ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਜ਼ਿਆਦਾ ਧਿਆਨ ਦੇ ਰਹੀ ਹੈ ਕੋ ਸਭ ਤੋਂ ਜ਼ਿਆਦਾ ਇਹ ਪੋਪੂਲੇਸ਼ਨ ਆਪਣੀ ਗਰੋਥ ਹੋ ਰਹੀ ਹੈ ਨਾ ਉਹ ਆਪਣੇ ਸਰੀ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੋ ਰਹੀ ਹੈ ਜੀ ਜੀ ਤੇ ਮੋਸਟ ਫਾਸਟ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਸਿਟੀ ਜੇ ਹੁਣ ਸਭ ਕੀ ਇਵਨ ਆਪਣਾ ਨਾਰਥ ਅਮਰੀਕਾ ਵੀ ਲਾ ਲਓ ਮੋਸਟ ਫਾਸਟ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਸਿਟੀ ਸਰੀ ਬਣ ਜਾਏਗਾ ਬਹੁਤ ਫਾਸਟ
ਬਿਕੋਜ਼ ਇਹਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਨਾਲ ਟ੍ਰਾਂਜ਼ਿਟ ਦਾ ਵੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੈਗਾ ਕਿ ਟ੍ਰਾਂਜ਼ਿਟ ਹੈਗੀ ਤੇ ਲੁਕੀ ਇਥੋਂ ਘਰ ਖਰੀਦ ਸਕਦੇ ਹੈਗੇ ਨੇ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਇਹ ਮਹਿਸੂਸ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੋ ਕਿ ਜਿੱਥੇ ਜਿੱਥੇ ਟ੍ਰਾਂਜ਼ਿਟ ਹੋਏਗੀ ਉੱਥੇ ਉੱਥੇ ਹਾਈ ਡੈਂਸਿਟੀ ਏਰੀਆ ਬਣ ਜਾਣਗੇ ਹਾਂਜੀ ਦੇਖੋ ਮੈਂ ਬਣੀ ਸਭ ਤੋਂ ਬਿਊਟੀਫੁਲ ਸਿਟੀ ਹੈਗਾ ਦੇਖੋ ਪਰ ਜਾਦੇ ਮੈਂ ਡਿਵੈਲਪਮੈਂਟ ਇੱਥੇ ਕੀਤੀ ਹੈ ਰਿਆ ਵੀ ਜਾਦੇ ਆਪਣੀ ਲਾਈਫ ਚ ਬਣੀ ਤੇ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਵੀ ਇੱਥੇ ਤੇ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਜਿੱਦਾਂ ਫੋਰ ਸੈਂਟਰ ਕ੍ਰੀਏਟ ਕੀਤੇ ਸੀਗੇ ਜਿੱਦਾਂ ਇੱਕ ਆਪਣਾ ਮੈਟਰੋਡਾਊਨ ਸਭ ਤੋਂ ਪਹਿਲਾਂ ਸਟਾਰਟ ਕੀਤਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਰਾਈਟ ਫਿਰ ਆਪਣਾ ਬ੍ਰੈਂਡਵੁੱਡ ਸੈਂਟਰ ਐਡਮਿੰਡ ਹੋ ਗਿਆ ਰਾਈਟ ਬ੍ਰੈਂਡਵੁੱਡ ਹੋ ਗਿਆ ਚਾਰ ਮੇਨ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਸੈਂਟਰ ਸੀਗੇ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਤੇ ਨਾ ਫੋਕਸ ਸੀਗਾ ਇਥੇ ਚਾਰੇ ਹੀ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਮੋਸਟ ਜਿੱਦਾਂ ਹਾਈ ਰਾਈਜ਼ ਵਾਲਾ ਕੀਤੀ ਹੈ ਸਿੰਗਲ ਫੈਮਿਲੀ ਨਾਲ ਟੱਚ ਨਹੀਂ ਕੀਤੀ ਤੇ ਉਹਤੇ ਆਪਾਂ ਜਿੱਦਾਂ ਵੈਂਕੂਰ ਚੋਂ ਨਾ ਕਰ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਚਾਰ ਯੂਨਿਟ ਬਣਾ ਲਓ ਜਾਂ ਕੇ ਯੂਨਿਟ ਬਣਾ ਲਓ ਉਹ ਹਲੇ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਪਲਾਨ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੈਗਾ ਮੇਰੇ ਸਾਹਮਣੇ ਨੂੰ ਬਣਾਉਣਾ ਵੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਚਾਹੀਦਾ ਹੈਗਾ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਦੇਖੋ ਉਹ ਇੱਕ ਆਪਣਾ ਵਿਰਸਾ ਕਿ ਹਾਈ ਡੇਜ਼ ਹੈਗਾ ਆਪਾਂ ਘਰ ਆਪਾਂ ਹਲੇ ਵੀ ਉਹ ਲਾਈਕ ਕਰਦੇ ਆ ਰਾਈਟ ਕਿਤਾਂ ਦੀ ਹੋਮ ਬਾਕੀ ਦੈਸੀ ਜਿੰਨੀ ਮਰਜ਼ੀ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਕਰ ਲਓ ਹਾਈ ਰਾਈਜ਼ ਏਰੀਆ ਕਰ ਲਓ ਜਿੱਥੇ ਟਾਂਜਟ ਹੈ ਜਾਂ ਉੱਥੇ ਜਿੰਨੀ ਮਰਜ਼ੀ ਦੈਸੀ ਕਰ ਲਓ ਸਿੰਗਾ ਕਾਲੀ ਦੀ ਬਿਊਟੀ ਹੈ ਨਾ ਉਹ ਸਿਟੀ ਦੀ ਇੱਕ ਬਿਊਟੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਮੇਰੇ ਸਾਬ ਨੂੰ ਖਰਾਬ ਕਰਨੀ ਚਾਹੀਦੀ ਹੈ ਕਿਸੇ ਸਿਟੀ ਨੂੰ ਸੋ ਅੱਜ ਤੇ ਬਾਅਦ ਯੂ ਨੋ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਤਾਂ ਜ਼ਿਆਦਾ ਮਿਹਨਤ ਕਰੋਗੇ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਹੁਣ ਲੋਕਾਂ ਦੀਆਂ ਨਜ਼ਰਾਂ ਤੁਹਾਡੇ ਵੱਲ ਹੋਣਗੀਆਂ ਕਿ ਯੂ ਨੋ ਦਲਜੀਤ ਥਿਨ ਸਾਬ ਓਬੀਸੀ ਹੁਣ ਦੇਖੇ ਕੀ ਕੀ ਅੱਗੇ ਕਰ ਰਹੇ ਨੇ ਸੋ ਤੁਹਾਡਾ ਅਗਲਾ ਪ੍ਰੋਜੈਕਟ ਕਿਹੜਾ ਹੈਗਾ ਦੇਖੋ ਹੁਣ ਕੰਮ ਤਾਂ ਅਸੀਂ ਬਹੁਤ ਕਰ ਲੈ ਮੈਂ ਤੇ ਇਹ ਨਵੀਂ ਆਪਣਾ ਵਾਟ ਐਲਸ ਵੀ ਕੈਨ ਗਿਵ ਬੈਕ ਟੂ ਕਮਿਊਨਿਟੀ ਰਾਈਟ ਜਦੋਂ ਬਹੁਤ ਜੰਗ ਆ ਗਿਆ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਫੋਨ ਕਰ ਲੈਂਦੇ ਆ ਕਿ ਕਈ ਫੰਕਸ਼ਨ ਵਗੈਰਾ ਤੇ ਮਿਲਦੇ ਆ ਗਿਆ ਬੜੇ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਆ ਤੁਮ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਭਾਈ ਤੁਹਾਡੀ ਸਟੋਰੀ ਪੜੀ ਤੇ ਮੈਂ ਇੱਥੇ ਮੈਟਰੋਨ ਸਾਡੇ ਆਈਲੈਂਡ ਬੰਦੇ ਬਿਲਡਿੰਗ ਮੈਂ ਵੀਕਐਂਡ ਨੂੰ ਵੈਸੇ ਉੱਥੇ ਚਲਾ ਗਿਆ ਦੇਖਾਂ ਹਾਂ ਜੀ ਮੈਂ ਕਿਹੜਾ ਦੀ ਸਾਈਡ ਵਰਕ ਤੇ ਸਾਊਥ ਅਫਰੀਕਨ ਪਾਈ ਤੋਂ ਵਾਕ ਕਰ ਰਹੀ ਆ ਰਾਈਟ ਸਿੰਪਲ ਜਾ ਉਹ ਆਪਣਾ ਵਾਕ ਕਰਕੇ ਫਰੈਂਡ ਸ਼ੇਅਰ ਪਾਈ ਤੋਂ ਨੇ ਤੇ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਯਾਰ ਮਿਸਟਰ ਤੇ ਨਾ ਕਹਿਆ ਦੱਸੋ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਮੈਂ ਤੁਹਾਡੀ ਸਟੋਰੀ ਪੜੀ ਆ ਮਤਲਬ ਸਾਊਥ ਅਫਰੀਕਾ ਦਾ ਬੰਦਾ ਮੈਂ ਕਹਿ ਰਿਹਾ ਤੇ ਉਹਦਾ ਆਰਡਰ ਬਿਜ਼ਨਸ ਮਿਲਿਆ ਤੇ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਮੈਂ ਤੁਹਾਡੀ ਬਹੁਤ ਇਨਸਪਾਇਰ ਹਾਂ ਤੁਹਾਡੀ ਸਟੋਰੀ ਪੜ ਕੇ ਰਾਈਟ ਉਹ ਚੀਜ਼ਾਂ ਬੜੇ ਚੰਗੀਆਂ ਲੱਗਦੀਆਂ ਵੀ ਜਿਸ ਨੂੰ ਉਹ ਕਮਿਟੀ ਜਿਹਨੂੰ ਆਪਾਂ ਜਾਣਦੇ ਵੀ ਹਾਂ ਜਾਣਦੇ ਵੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੈ ਦੈਟਸ ਰਾਈਟ ਪੜਦੇ ਆ ਗਿਆ ਤੁਹਾਡੇ ਬਾਰੇ ਗੱਲ ਕਰਦੇ ਆ ਆਪਣੇ ਬੱਚੇ ਨੇ ਕਈ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਹੁਣ ਨਵੇਂ ਵੀ ਹੁਣ ਕਾਫੀ ਆਪਣੇ ਹੁਣ ਹੌਲੀ ਥੈਂਕ ਯੂ ਸੋ ਮਚ ਥੈਂਕ ਯੂ